0: It's Paul Guman, how you doing? Jasper Johal, I'm doing wonderful, how are you? Doing great, welcome to the Nation Talk Podcast. We're bringing this thing back. Bringing this thing back. Uh, I think there's a lot of viewers that don't know our story, some that do know our story, some that are wondering why we're doing the podcast when we're really just, some sort of trainers or something (laughs) I don't really know Uh, but yeah Nation Talk podcast man Uh, we started this in 2015 then we fell off yeah um,
1: and now we're bringing it back why do you want to bring it back Um, I think it's time to bring it back because um, there's some stuff that we want to talk about there's stuff that we want to get out um, and we want to find a medium where we can connect with all our tribe I think even closer and um i think that there's stuff out there that would resonate with people and uh, i mean starting with our story because we're full of ourselves so. <laughs> now most people would say that the podcast
0: space is so saturated so many podcasts why are you just going to add another podcast to the list
1: and you think anybody would even listen um deep down inside i don't think anyone will <laughs> down, 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 down. um i don't think i think what's different about us is that we are not trying to be one of these big podcast hosts. I think we're trying to just find other ways to connect with our tribe and uh, bring uh, just stuff that's on our mind, just shoot the shit and just, you know, do what we do in terms of like when we're hanging out, been hanging out for so long and there's so many times we've had conversations like, yo, that'd be fucking dope if that was on camera and we could share that with other people. So I think the main um, goal here is to just, let people in on a conversation between two best friends business partners and comrades fighting the same battle i agree i agree i think there's a lot that we can discuss in terms of uh
0: there's entrepreneurs out there young guys probably trying to start something and they probably need this as some form of motivation or it will educate them now the next topic i want to move to is our story. We've told this many times. I mean, it's probably been in some article here and then we get put onto a show and then everybody's always asked, oh, what's your bio, what's your bio? Mm-hmm. And I find that every time it's always kind of changing. Yeah. So yeah. one more time to start off the new Nation Talk Podcast in 2021. How did this start?
1: <laughs> well, to reference our old video, it started with two words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Hella Young, years probably 2010. And, um, I'm a couple years into working at the bank. You're probably year two, year yeah, three, something like that, um, in university and, um, uh, just a bunch of kids with their soul on fire, super ADD out, which we still are. Um, so we would be starting a bunch of different things at once. And, uh, you know, we always had a creative side to us. We always knew that deep down inside, I think now looking in hindsight that, you know, we weren't going to work for someone. I think less that we weren't going to work for someone, more that we were going to create something. Right. And I think that was very innate in us. Right. And um, we were fucking fitness junkies. Like we were gym rats. Right. Uh, since we, f- we met in, in a weight room, room yeah, right? Sure. So, but the crazy part about that, the fact that we were, we met in a weight room, we had ADHD we knew we wanted to create something, but it was nowhere on the radar where we were going to become personal trainer or we were going to open up a fitness facility or we're going to revolutionize the way you do rehab or what kinesiology was not even on the radar. So I like to say something all the time that what you seeking, what you're seeking is out there seeking you. The only thing in the middle is time, right? I remember even doing a project when I was 13, grade seven, um, fresh out of calsa school, going into like a, a, a integrated, you know, um, elementary school, first time in a class with white people and having a white teacher is super trippy. And um, they're like, well, you know, like a career project. And for some reason, I couldn't even tell you why. I wrote it about being a personal trainer. And uh, so those that that what we were seeking finally was seeking us, and they met at a crossroads and. Um, I decided to get certified, and uh, so
0: you got certified. You're working at the bank. At the bank so, at the same time. So you're at the bank. You think you're account manager or something. Account manager doing mortgages then and stuff. You're trying to figure out what to do. BCRPA comes through. Yeah. And you said like, I'm going to go get certified. So you go. You get certified. I'm still in I think year two or going into year three of kinesiology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing with me. Not quite. I didn't really know where I was going to end up. Yeah. I just knew I was at I was in school. Yeah, you were and focused on. I was that. in the rough subject of kinesiology, and then. Uh, I remember you started getting some clients. You had a client, first client in Vancouver, and you would train that client, John Oliver, outside. Yeah, that's right. For like twenty bucks or
1: something. I remember we were. We I like purposely lined up her sessions from when you would. I know you would have a break. Yeah. Because like, what what was that? John Oliver. We were training her at so that's. John like, Oliver Secondary School like, on uh, Fraser Street and Forty First. Like a kilometer from your house. So yeah. I mean. She was back then paying what, 15 bucks a session. And I remember um, I drive out there and one vivid session I remember, I'm like uh, posted up at the park and I have all my equipment out. And I see like the back then with the hardest part being mobile um, was that finding a, Good location where you're not going to have too many other people, and it's not going to be. You can still kind of run a good, uh, good physical session for them, and they they'll get a good break, sweat, set break up. But you don't got kids running around and the, the mad, random like soccer games starting in the middle of your session and stuff. So I found this random patch, and uh, it was a little rainy that day. But she was a trooper. She used to come out no matter what, and uh, I set up the mat and everything. I'm looking around. I'm like is a lot of dog shit, bro. what kind of fucking park is this, right? Like, Vancouver's gonna step it up. So, I start running the sessions, we're just running like, you know, jogging laps around and uh, someone shows up with their dog and just lets the dog off the leash and I'm thinking like, yo, I'm gonna lose my shit, like this is a fucking public park, you can't just let your dog go. Then a second person shows up, they let their dog out too. Lo and behold, I'm in the middle of a fucking dog park, running a session. Matt is covered in dog shit, but that was the first time I learned to improvise. Right. You have to be quick on your feet. Right. I had to be smooth and not look like a fucking idiot because my yeah. ego would have been damaged. Right. If I admitted that, hey, we're in the middle of a fucking dog park. Nav's from the area. I'm sure she knew that <laughs> she was courteous. She didn't want to like you know, Yeah. She knew the thing about Navas and the early supporters were like, they would give us a mile. They yeah. would they would say like hey it's kinda well, I'm fucking training outside and the snow and the rain but they were like no we gotta support these young brown guys and we gotta make sure that like you know we're we're here for them. And if it wasn't for that initial support that they gave, we would not be here today. No, I agree. Hundred
0: percent. And so now you figured out the dog park thing and you, now you're at John Oliver Park, you start getting more clients, you're yeah. training people at other various parks um i think we joined forces with a couple of our friends yeah pretty bains andy singh so yep. that they were doing some soccer training and things like that and we were just literally a bunch of guys trying to figure out I had no idea but we knew roughly the area that we wanted to be in and then so things start moving we all have our own mobile sort of businesses that we're running i'm doing uh, training in vancouver you're doing training out in Surrey, and pretty yep. even and andy are doing their thing and then and then it's pretty i you and that's 20 Thirteen, I think, and now it's the three of us doing mobile, and then we're getting ready to go to the next step, and that was setting up your. But I think yard.
1: that was that was also yeah. At the same time, you had already set up the the garage, right? So you had like your crazy schedules that you would get into. Like let's let's touch base on like okay, so you graduate university, you have to break to your parents that hey, I'm not gonna go, you know, work at a clinic and follow the same route. Yeah. What was it in you that was like? okay, I'm not going to take this traditional route that everyone else takes to go to the clinic. All I think what happened was, is I was sitting in a high-performance strength and conditioning class with Carmen
0: Bloch and she was the professor, and she explained this uh, movement patterning and way of programming exercise And it was meant for athletes high performance athletes so this is for you know university students and so forth but i had a light bulb go off in my mind because i said we can use this and do it with gen pop Mm -hmm. and also we don't need much equipment Mm -hmm. and being mobile you can't have much equipment so i knew that that was going to work perfectly and ever since that day i knew that there was something we had something and that we could create something so that's why i didn't want to work for somebody um, and then when I graduated the first, last semester, I had a couple of contracts. Yeah I, had, I was training people outside of John Anderson Elementary School. I was working for my cousins Sandeep. And then after that, I graduated in 2012 was a bad year. fell into a deep depression, very hard running business. I remember in that, that first year it was very hard getting clients, very hard making money. and then from that point, I'm kind of finding like part-time jobs and outside of my industry. And uh, then in 2013, I figured, well, okay, now I've gotten some mobile clients. Don't want to spend time on another part-time job. Start driving the taxi. So then I start driving my dad's taxi, and I figure I could do that on Friday nights. So Friday mornings, I wake up at like 7 a.m. I train someone from 8 to 9. I'd go back to sleep from 9 to 10 or 11. Might have a couple of more clients come in. Then I do my own training from about 1 or 12 to about 2:33. Shower, go inside, get put my clothes on. 3:30, the taxi comes outside. I drop him off at Main Street, and then I drive from 3:30 p.m till 3.30 a.m. And then I go pick the guy back up. 12-hour shift. 12-hour shift and then he goes and he takes the cab and then I go to sleep wake up at 11 or 12 and then you you and Pradeep or you we would be doing meetings Yeah. so yeah, now we're we're yeah. studying marketing we're studying these podcasts and eventually it's leading us into signing our first lease pretty lease, much yeah, yeah. which was in uh, 2014 yeah. um, and that was a big moment for sure it, that we basically easy. came out of being mobile yeah. into being uh having a location now straight up cowboy shit 100% straight up cowboy
1: shit
0: now. There's a, the other thing is is when you give a facility your overheads gonna go through the roof Yeah, so some people it's almost smarter quote-unquote smarter to, to have a low overhead keep doing mobile Yeah, you'll make more money. Yeah. You see a lot of it right? Exactly We're to them. 100% yeah, and you and I could have just stuck with that But like you said at the beginning it was a vision and we put our you know things aside and said You know what we want to have this vision of this one thing yeah. this this brand fit nation and we're still striving after creating different components of it. And I think that's what it was. We took the risk and started paying the lease and then started having people come in and now it's like, okay, you got to learn marketing. Yeah. You I got to get it, all I think that a
1: very out. important part that you touched on was like financially, we weren't trying to get rich doing this. Yeah, it was an in an innate fire inside of us. as this fire where it was just like, no, it's not a question of, if it's gonna happen, it's when I'm doing this, regardless of any um, you know fallback we had from our parents or people around us or just normal chatter you hear from like these quote unquote older figures in our community that we would look up to and there was stuff like you know like you yeah, can't come on you can't support yourself doing this and and along the way that now looking back at it like I mean back then that shit fucking hurt but now looking back at it that shit was fuel right it was like Hold on. You're going to tell this young brown kid with a soul on fire that you can't do something? Of course they're going to do it, right? 100%. I agree. Um, So, yeah. We got into the cowboy shit. Um, uh, Leased a facility. Didn't know our head from our ass. I remember the realtor telling us, one of the first things you guys want to do in here is paint the roof. And we're like, oh, wow. That's a great idea. And we never painted the fucking roof. Like, let's talk about getting squat racks. Mapping this place out, where are the spot racks designed? What the, what, yeah. like what's gonna happen here? But, you know, one thing that I, I gotta give you kudos for is sometimes I get wild in my shit and I get caught up and I'm like, yo, there's just too much to do. I'm, I fucking can't do it. And you, it's like a reoccurring theme in my life that comes from you. It's simplified. Yeah. Simple. That's simple. What's the first step? What's the first step? What's the first step? And yeah. that little first steps. Put out put together, you know, our 2000 square foot facility when we first started off, Unit one, 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 which will always have a special spot in both our. You know, and so we yeah, figured and it out. Basically, that. yeah. Ran that for about four years and
0: then we No, but let's be be honest, honest, we outgrew that yeah, we outgrew that like two, three years into it. And then in twenty fourteen we realized, hey, wait a minute, there's this thing called ICBC Active Rehab. We yeah. had no idea that this thing even existed. So we start doing that and I start putting my focus into rehab get out of the strength training part of it, because you guys got that, and I'll yeah. do the knee thing, and that grew. And we, were in, we had a table in the corner of a facility, and we're doing active rehab, and then it went from being you know, 5% of the monthly business to 40% yes, yeah, of the monthly yeah, business. Yeah, and, yeah. and so when that grew, I was like, okay, it's time for some changes, and I feel like we kind of went stagnant, the company went stagnant yeah, a little bit sure. towards 2018 well the and thing that, was we were, at
1: a, we were at a very interesting time you know we had outgrown our facility so we almost had to cap how many new clients we could put in and when you put like a lot of people don't understand like yeah turning the tap on and turning the tap off is cool that turn on that tap turns off for too long the pipes freeze yeah you become stagnant it's still water yeah you can't strive in still still water right yeah. and I think you're downplaying a little bit what you did in the kinesiology game. You literally revolutionized what it means to be a kinesiologist. They are notoriously known outside looking in as helpers of the phys- ph- physiotherapist, right. helpers of, of the clinic, and their the glorified essentially. assistants, their glorified trainers. Right. And you took it. Kudos to all of your in-depth research, finding what works, what doesn't work, understanding your ignorances of what we did wrong, what we did right and becoming the low back specialist in Surrey. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, I've been a product of your system. I've literally had what many would consider a life altering injury this year. We followed the system and I'm back to snowboarding, ran a marathon, a half a marathon after all of that. So, you literally revolutionized and gave kinesiologists a viable career, not just the stopping point of becoming a physio and all that stuff. It's a viable career done correctly. So, um, don't fuck it up.
0: Yeah, I know that. So that started working well for us. And you know, we, we, we started growing in that sense. And then we kind of changed the direction of the company really in uh, October of 2018 uh, pretty Baines left the company and we decided that you know we want to go a bit more on this rehab edge yeah, slash strength yeah. training and about four weeks after that another opportunity comes through it's time to lease the new space and yeah. now we expand into two yeah, double, uh, our, square double our square footage side by side uh, full room for a kinesiology room and then once again everything gets started all over again yeah, now yeah. now it's time to take on further risk and now we okay. got double and we're paying more rent and we're trying to grow our team and you know getting more with athlete development Definitely. we're trying to you know yeah, nutritionist nutrition like in-house it it's
1: like but like what was really cool about that transition from unit 111 to our new doubles double units um, was that during this build-out we were walking over our you know day one clients our day one tribe members and saying hey man like what's your input? And we got their input on it. We got to see what they would like to see. And uh, we got a lot of help with like the color scheme. Yeah. So it was like, listen, we had black walls, yeah. in in a small facility, a little yeah. dark. And someone was just like, yo, go with white, keep it simple. And like the, to make it a part, like this is literally a labor of love from our tribe. Right. right? We cannot not take a lot of credit for this. This was, Literally made available to us because of our tribe and they were more involved with in this one That's why this one feels different. The vibe awesome. is completely different as soon as you get in here So in the last what
0: was that 15 minutes or so we pretty much went from beginning yeah. of the mobile and took it to where we are at now present yeah. Yeah. Um, with various factions in, in the organization um, and we continue to grow so I think uh
1: With that said, uh, we look forward to further episodes. Definitely, uh, so going on further episodes, um, what can people expect from us? What can people expect from this medium?
0: I think uh, what they can expect is Talking about certain discussions or topics that are being talked about in our community. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're just talked about behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So giving people you know, some of our opinions, if you want to call it that, or just discussing things going on. We'll be uh, talking about entrepreneurship, obviously. So mm-hmm. if you're a young entrepreneur that needs some help or uh, want to know what books to read and so forth, we'll be talking about that. Current events movies, yeah, we might have some guests on, definitely. injury rehab. We're going to get
1: super deep in our personal lives. Exactly, so yeah. time to
0: kind of be very transparent and talk awesome. about some, uh, some things that we might not want to talk yeah, about, yeah. we will, we'll 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 because we'll it. it's time to be extremely
1: transparent. Someone's yeah. going to do it. All right, I brother, agree. on that, we're going to check this out, and we're going to get geared up for the next one. Peace, brother. So